This is W. Devoncraft Esquire, and you are listening to the uh, BS Podcast Network. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Oh, I love the way their foul little minds work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of... The Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! The Magic R-Way Podcast! They are truly magical and whatnot. Sunday, Sunday, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Hour Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicOway.com is where you can find us today. We are discussing more recent Disney news. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where you focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. Hey, man. Hey, what's, what's up? going on, y'all? How y'all feeling this fine day? I am not poisoned, and I am great. <laughs> I am feeling good. That's, that's, just, that's how I feel. Although I had the proper 12, so maybe that is a poison for some of you. Any day you wake up is a good day, especially if you're not poisoned on that day. I, that's right. I will take that with me. I like that. Amen. This was for Garfield. Odin. His name was Odin. Odin? Yes. Oh wow! Say his name, Odin. Thank you. So that if you had like another cat, it'd be Thor, it'd be Odin's son. <laughs> hey! hey, I gotta remember that. There you go. Speaking of bearded manly men, we have a resident travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA Cheese Wizard, Lee Lastavica. Hey, Lee. Speaking of Fat Thor. Hey, speaking of Fat <laughs> Thor. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, working on it, man. You know, someone <laughs> told me that they're like, "Did you lose weight?" I'm like. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> maybe my shirt is just fitting real good today or something. But she said, why? Did you find it? <laughs> yeah. back I think I found it, but I don't think I lost it. <laughs> was it like a teenager that told you that, that you yeah, audited? Yeah, of course. You know, they were having an audit that day, so they are trying to be nice. Exactly. You know? like, okay. Oh, uh, they don't want to be fired. That's what it yeah. is. Sorry. Still going to jail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I lost the weight, but as much as you're going to lose where you're going. <laughs> Well, guys, look, make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube. Make sure you give those likes. Gently caress that like button every time you watch one of our videos, because starting right now, you can see us do our thing on YouTube, mm. and we'll be posting several different segments and stuff from our podcast, excerpts, whatever, on the YouTube page. So uh, make sure that you check us out there like right now, today. Immediately. Yes. yes. All day. Quickly. So, weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you lined up today. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we are discussing some recent Disney news, specifically surrounding a particular article from the Orlando Sentinel, which should be very interesting, continuing what we've been discussing the past couple weeks, it seems like. Yeah, I've no doubt heard of it. Yes, if you're <laughs> any kind of Disney fan, you know you heard of it, and we figured we had to cover it. But anyway, guys, look, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go awaken ourselves and discuss some Disney news magic. Welcome to the queue. This is the segment in which we get to discuss all the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. So for the first article, and if you're any fan of the Disney fan universe, that's kind of redundant, but if you're any kind of fan, <laughs> uh, you probably heard of this article that we're about to discuss. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll give you a little rundown so you can kind of remember and rehash from your minds from when you read that and came across it. But if you haven't heard it, 
enjoy yourself. Here you go. Uh, well, a Christian and conservative Republican gentleman by the name of Jonathan Van Boskirk from North Las Vegas, Nevada, submitted an opinion piece to the Orlando Sentinel, which was published on the Orlando Sentinel website on Friday, April 23rd, 2021. And so, of course, if you're any kind of passionate Disney fan, you're probably like, oh, here we go. You know, you know exactly what we're talking about with this article. But, you know, we decided to cover this because, you know, in the spirit that the show, there's a little time capsule noting some of the brightest and darkest days of Disney. So it's kind of nice to note that whatnot. So the title of the commentary is this. I love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience. <laughs> and I'm sure from this title alone, the Disney fan universe was bound to pounce on it without having read the article. But hopefully most of y'all guys did. Oh, I read it. Yeah, yeah yes. I read it too. Yeah. But anyway, allow me to provide a brief set of highlights from his opinion piece. And I'm, I'm not paraphrasing much. I'm just pulling quotes out just to give you a rundown of what he was saying. Okay. So in the article, first he reestablishes his fandom by telling us how much money he spends at the Disney-related vaca- with Disney-related vacations <laughs> and all kind of stuff. So he does that. He establishes that point first. He establishes himself as a Disney fan. I like how, as a Disney fan, it's not about like, hey, I remember watching... Bambi in the theater. I remember like collecting all the movies. It's like, no, I spend a lot of money on Disney. Cruises. Thousands and cruises. Gazillions. And, yes. It's amazing. As a fellow retail worker, I can tell you that's a red flag already. Like, <laughs> do you know how much I spend here? Exactly. Yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he establishes that. But then he goes on and says this. And I, and I want to use his own words and quote directly from the article. He says this, quote, I am strongly rethinking our commitment to Disney and thus Orlando. The more Disney moves away from the values and vision of Walt Disney, the less Disney World means to me. Disney is forgetting that guest immersion is at the core of its business model. When I stand in Galaxy's Edge or Fantasyland, I know I am in a theme park, but through immersion and my willingness to set the real world aside, something magical happens. That spell is broken when the immersive experience is shattered by the real world. And boy, has Disney been breaking the immersion. End quote. So then he does that, and then he goes on, he discusses the new Disney look announcement, and he states that he is, and I quote again, he's not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. I'm there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger's self-expression. I do not begrudge these people for their individuality, and I wish them well in their personal lives. But I do not get to express my individuality at my place of business. Sounds like you work at a shitty company, sir. <laughs> Sounds like corporate uh, well, no, to me. That's not necessarily. Sense. Yeah, I was gonna say not necessarily a, a, a yeah a crummy company. And stop cursing, Alan. You're driving them crazy. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, be, be aware. But I mean, a more professional <laughs> work environment. But there again, I'm sure you know maybe working in a more professional work environment, you have like paid parking or some kind of perk that other people don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I hate that argument that like. My job perks aren't the exact same as your job perks. Well, it could be seniority. It could be benefits, stock, all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like my job makes me miserable. So your job should make you miserable too. Right. Yeah. That'd exactly. be like, like, Lee, your job perk is you get to drive in your car a lot. I don't get to drive yeah. my car. I sit behind a yeah. desk. I got an expense account. Yeah. You have an expense yeah. account. Yeah. But maybe I make more money than you. So maybe it balances itself out in some kind maybe. of way. It's just, it's a bad comparison. I'm sorry. We're, we're no, 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 no. I'm with the sense that uh, in my job, uh, I used a Spider-Man logo for my Outlook email icon. And my boss told me that was a, he said, I don't like that. So I took it off, but then I put on the icon of the place that we worked. Had no problem with that. So I can understand the need. Some people put on you to conform at your place of business. So, 
I could assimilate. Sympath- I could sympathize with that. Assimilate. Right. Yeah. How much do you pay me? Like my wife is mad at me all the time because all when, the time. When, I, when I need to get off, I can get off. Lily sick, boss. I'm checking out. I'm going. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. She can't do that. No. However, she makes way more money than I do. Yes. Yeah. And yes. it's like it's the trade off that comes with all perks are not equal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you where you who you work for, what industry you work at, you know, mm-hmm. what position you have in it, they're all right. variants. She does closing, so she has to be there. I can work remotely. Yes. And do. So Yeah, that make, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. But anyway, in the article he goes on to say this, and I quote Corporations have always made politically motivated decisions. Usually, it is due to the desire to make a profit, but sometimes it is due to the values of the people in the corporation. Walt Disney used his corporation to express his patriotism during World War II and his pro-capitalism beliefs afterwards. The difference today is that the people who run Disney use social media to scream at the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons, end quote. Oh, they do do that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you talked about it last week. Yes. That's kind of the world we live in right now, though, isn't it? Well, they're just trying to get good publicity. They're trying to get mm-hmm. people to, hey, look at Disney. Look how progressive and forward thinking and everything that they are. I don't know if that's anything unusual or no. nefarious uh, behind that. No, that's like announcing that you have a new ride coming. I mean, you can't take exception with Disney suddenly being politically active and then fully acknowledge that Walt was politically active. Mm. <laughs> um, but okay. Go ahead. Never yeah, mind. No, I mean, it's like Orlando Sentinel publishing this piece and then publishing all the other reactionary pieces that came forward today, as a matter yeah. of fact. Oh, my. You know, it's, it's, it's getting them social, it's getting them attention. But anyway, so he goes on and he proceeds to discuss examples of Disney using the, and I quote him, woke scalpel, as he says, to attract woke scalpel. attractions. It's <laughs> so, yeah. a good term. I Wake like up, that. scalpel! <laughs> Time to do some carving. Oh, you're literally waking up a scalpel. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. That's wild. <laughs> No, but he says he's they're Disney's using the woke scalpel to attractions such as the Jungle Cruise, Splash Mountain, and the Pirates of the Caribbean. We've oh, talked okay. about this yes. numerous yeah. times. They're about carving the out yes. stuff for wokeness. That, that sounds like a wrestling finishing maneuver. He hit him with the woke scalpel. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's <laughs> over. <laughs> He'll never get up. The titles change hands. <laughs> America scalp, the woke scalp, the people scalp. <laughs> anyway, so he finally he sums up and he says that, and I am paraphrasing a bit here. "Quote: Disney World is going to lose us as customers if it continues down this path. This should matter to the people of Orlando because if Disney drives away customers like me, Orlando loses money, and I would rather keep spending them in Orlando. But people like me feel more and more excluded by Disney's decisions." See, that's where he messed up. That's where he messed up right there. If he had not, if he had just kept it broad, yeah, and not been like, see, y'all need me on this wall. Y'all need me in your community. I break money to y'all. I'm King Kong in this. Like, he didn't do all of that. (laughs) Then people would probably have not reacted that way because everybody spends their money at Disney. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I get what he's saying, but you're not going to crush Disney if you don't show up. I think what he's trying to say is, we Republicans are rich. 
We the people, the one percent. You and a bunch of poor people that work at Hot Topic, <laughs> plebeians, staying at the All Stars. It takes thirty of them to equal one of me. Eating off grounds. What? I need fine. The good places. I'm Van Buskirk. Yeah, that, that's what I think he's trying to say. So he's like Ric Flair. Right, yes. much. He styles and profiles with it. Right. Got you. Disney Cruise riding. <laughs> Disney Parks attending. Woo! Mickey Bar eating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for years, Ric Flair compared his penis to Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Yes. <laughs> oh, did he? Yes, yeah. he did. Yes. You ride on, all the ladies want to ride on Space Mountain. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh. totally a Flair line. Totally. Oldest ride, longest lines. Woo! <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. Yeah, you never heard. Oh, oh my no, God. Never all heard the time. That. that is beautiful. So now that I've said that, watch Space Mountain get canceled. Boom. It ain't woken up. <laughs> or Ric Flair. One of the two. Never Ric oh, Flair. Man. That's a legend. Yeah, so I mean, I get it. This guy's like, you know, Disney shines when my money enters the economy. All right, that's great. I think that's what exactly what he's saying. It's like, you need, if, for the you prices that like you're us. charging, you need people who are very well off. And it just so happens that people who are very well off are. Very Older white Republican yeah. males like me is yeah. what I'm taking him to say. I have no idea if that's actually what he's saying, but that's what it sounds. When like. he brings out in the yeah. beginning yes. that he's a conservative guy, and you know, and, and, and then say, well, he it, mentions this in the middle of the yeah. article, but I throw it up there just to give some context mm-hmm. of the person we're dealing. With. And by right. the way, I'm not even trying to say he's wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not casting any judgment. I'm telling you what I think he's saying. Yeah, I'd really have to think about that because. Yeah, I mean, shoot, to stay at some of these places, you need some money. You need some money. money. Well, yeah, but do you, okay, but, okay, we're not going to go into all the places that the wokeness scalpel was used on because we've covered it before. Yeah, we covered that before. Yes, but in some of the places that I'm sure he goes to, let's say he's he's up a 1% crusty. It's very rare that he's really going to see these woke scalpel changes where he goes, right? I mean, the wokeness is not cut through all of the rich fancy restaurants it's not cut through there's only a handful of things well that is taking place with right well and most of what we're gonna i guess we can get into that when we get into the individuality of it but i mean yeah he's gonna see the jungle cruise he's gonna see splash mountain whenever it's updated if if he decides to go back mm. i mean he will see these changes and that's this yeah. is what he's complaining about pirates he's seen the changes but when we go through each of these individually i think he'll make these points we can go ahead and discuss what he's actually is he is he reacting to what he's actually seen, or is he reacting to what he's worried about seeing? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. fair question. I, yeah, okay. yes. All right, and so he he sums up his little editorial piece uh, like this. Oh, not editorial opinion piece uh, like this. This is his final statement, and I quote: "Disney, comma, please return to the values and vision of Walt. The customer experience should be the core of your business model. Immersion should not be sacrificed on the altar of political correctness." And appeasing the Twitter mob, end quote. <laughs> and that's how he signs off on his own. The altar. Yeah, I, I just, I just have a problem <laughs> in general when people say things like, "Hey Disney, listen to me because you know I think I'm that important." I mean, yes, I understand that my dollars make a difference. Every one of our dollars make a difference when we go to Disney, right? Yes. But so does every other freaking person going there too. Mm-hmm. And so why is your comfort level or your experience so much more important than everyone else's? Why is it so important that they don't change pirates for you as opposed to someone like the Raz? She pays money. She goes all the time, but she is uncomfortable going on the pirates because of that scene. 
either way, these are two conflicting opinions about that ride. Sure. But they're both spending money at Disney. So who's who's to say this person's money is more important than this person? Lee, Lee, you missed the beginning part. He goes on Disney cruises. Yes. <laughs> he, he spends all his he money. He goes at the two, park. three. All of his money goes. He's I mean, like he's. He, he gave his bona fides just then and there. He spends more money than all these people, in his opinion. Well, you know, <laughs> I will just say this. The one thing that made me fall in love with Disney was the first trip we went to, and we stayed at All Stars. Yep. And I felt like a king. Yep. I felt like I was treated the same as if anyone was staying in the Grand Floridian. I didn't see me getting treated different now as I've gotten more involved. I do so see some of the differences, but... At that time, that first trip, and I stayed at the cheapest one we could get, I felt like I was treated so well, over-the-top customer service. I never felt like I was staying at the cheapest hotel in the place, if, if that makes sense. No, like, it makes I never got sense. that feeling. I went, look, and so, when Anna and I went no. back. We stayed at the All-Star Music. We stayed there the second year. We went back as well because we did. We felt like we were we got the royal treatment. We were like, how, how does it get any better than this? This is awesome. And then we stayed at a deluxe. And we were like, oh, my God, we were really missing. Now, now things have kind of changed a little bit. So I think, I think there are more um, conveniences as it pertains to staying yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I... I Totally 100% agree. I think with this guy's point is, though, I'm not an annual pass holder. I don't pay one month. Every time I go there, I stay in the nicest hotels. I, I book cruises. I do all these things, and you're putting me in a position where I don't want to go anymore. So here's my biggest problem with what he says. And, and I'm not even critiquing his opinion so much. I, I think we can all agree that when you spend the kind of money that Disney demands that you spend that you want there to be this certain sense of I'm in this bubble and I'm in this land of happiness and nothing can interfere with what's going on in and around me. The problem with it is just that's just not the... That sounds like the feeling that you get when you watch the commercials about Disney where this family is wandering down Main Street all alone mm-hmm. <laughs> with their daughter and their wife. Nobody around. Nobody <laughs> around. The reality is, is that if you want to break immersion, look to your left, look to your right. <laughs> There's going to be a guy with tattoos. There's going to be somebody with gauges in, in their ears. Somebody with dyed hair. You're going to be hitting in the back of the knee with a stroller. Somebody's going to be in their cell phone. I'm not buying this whole sense of immersion so much. Yes, it's nice. It really is. And you take it all in when you get there. But there are opportunities to lose the immersion in and all around you. Yeah, yeah, to tie it all back to, you know, a tattoo on a cast member's forearm. I, I don't see that. That was exactly what I was going to say, too. It's and, like, Patches. and I think Patches agrees yes. with you. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. dogs barking in the background. You got airplanes Cats and dogs living overhead. together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. That's right. That, that was my whole thing. It's like, okay, so the, the, the Splash Mountain, the, all the other things that he's talking about, this has all been going on for a while. But what, what was really the straw that broke the camel's back? What made this guy decide that he had to ride into the Orlando Sentinel? tattoos that's and it. fingernail polish yes. yes are you kidding me guy like that's 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 what did it for you oh that's it yep R- blue fingernail polish oh my god <laughs> that is i cannot go to disney and be lost in the magic anymore because uh, you know I, this kid's got a, a mickey tattoo on their wrist or whatever come on man just get over yourself dude <laughs> well i can read you the paragraph where he states his issue all right so this is a short very short paragraph and i'm right. quoting He says, recently, Disney announced that cast members are now permitted to display tattoos, wear inclusive uniforms, and display inclusive haircuts. Disney did all of this in the name of allowing cast members to express themselves. That's it. 
Well, you know, but here again, back to what Lee just said. This obviously is the straw that broke the camel's back because this is the most recent offense. Everything else that he kind of referenced, we've known about right for a long time. Unless he's been there within the last week, he's not experienced any of this. He's not been there. He hasn't seen what the standards are exactly. He hasn't seen just how much of an effect this is going to have on him. Again, it just sounds like he's projecting his feelings about something that he hasn't experienced based upon his ideas of what should be there that's what Pre- i was preconceived yeah. notions yes yeah that's a nice way to put it because there's a completely weirder way to put it but th- i like that i i would i would piggyback and go as far as to say that if he had put in this article hey I was I was in the jungle cruise one time. I was with my girl I was and, a jungle man. and I was like I was like yeah I'm as wild as these savages out here you know and then she was like well they kissed me savage and we was right by Trader Sam it was like you either give me head or his give him some head or something like that right I don't keep going man you get me hot over here. Right. I was about to say <laughs> is, is this in your next issue of Savages yes, comic book that's on for sale that's online it. that's it yeah comics.com do, you don't say I write my own stuff <laughs> that's beautiful that's it. You just got to lie, son. He and just looked at me ever so lovingly in my eyes and said, kiss me, Sack. In my sad. milky white bosom. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> and in the middle of humidity, sweat glistened right off the tasty bosom. Oh, I got the famous. <laughs> That's it. Oh That's it. Now, if he had wrote something like that, where he's like, this memory stuck out to me and now I won't have it anymore. Now I empathize with this person. Because now his, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, orders for savages is going to go through the roof. I know. Now. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Ivorycomics.com, everybody. That's yeah. it. Comics. I do write gently. <laughs> Ebony Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, get that. <laughs> so, okay, let me let me just take that a step further. Again, in his original statement, he stated he stated that pirates is his favorite ride. And yeah. Basically, that taking the the the, the red the changing that has ruined it. Yeah. All right, so you're telling me that you you can't enjoy pirates anymore because they're not allowed to sell women. That's well, what's, eh. no, that's what he's saying, right? Like, oh, they took that scene. Are out you saying it. is that what I'm saying? Or? No, that's what this guy's saying. Okay, that that, that, that that ruined pirates for him. God forbid, you know, that we don't advertise women for sale in this in today's day and age like god forbid that that's that goes against your sensibilities and now it's ruined pirates for you well let me <laughs> let me read the two short little paragraphs that he says about pirates just so we're clear yeah, right. he well, yeah. i want to i want to talk about this that's a, little a bit. fair one these no, are the only yeah. two paragraphs that he dedicated to that and he moved on to something else okay he says and the first and i quote the same with pirates of the caribbean disney has made significant changes to pirates of caribbean over the years whether Disney caved to political pressure or really thought the alterations were necessary is irrelevant. Pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family would always ride it first on our first day at the Magic Kingdom. Now, we don't even ride it every trip. When my family rides Pirates, now each of the changed scenes takes us out of the illusion because they remind us of reality and the politics that forced the changes. End quote. That's, that's all he dedicates to that attraction and this is kind of where i wanted to say and I, I do want us to be somewhat careful here because this is a guy he's a disney fan and i don't want to interpret his arguments to be the worst possible version right of, of his uh, of yeah. what the argument could be i don't want to go to the fact that well i can't see people women being sold off anymore so now it just ruins the experience i don't think that's what he's saying i think what he's saying and i could be wrong and, and, and maybe it's because it's something I feel as well when I pass by that scene, which is this just feels wrong. Different. It feels different. Yeah. yeah it's, it just it doesn't 
feel right. I never, until I heard people complaining about it, I never had a problem with that scene before. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I was one of the people beating the chest, being like, yeah, they need to, this needs to go away. Did any of y'all had a problem with that scene no, prior mean, to f- figuring out that women were being offended by yeah, it? Yeah, I never, I never did. I just yeah. kind of went by it. Yeah. I and, thought, I mean, I, th- I didn't understand it when I was young. I same mean, here. I, it was kind of weird. Like, why are they selling people? You know, regardless of the fact that it was women, it's like, why are they, it looks like they're selling people. I can't, I don't know what they're doing. I see, I didn't even get that. I just, that part I, just, I got. All yeah. I knew was that the pirates wanted the redhead. That's all I knew. Yeah. I mean, and, like, when I ride by the scene today, I have no idea what they're selling. I mean, do y'all? It looks like they're selling Aren't goods. They selling liquor like can, Aren't they selling liquor Well, it's various rum? goods from the village. Hens. hens. That's what they, I had to look it up. That's what they're selling now is hens. Because my head is already... I'm wanting to hear Paul Freeze's voice. I'm, and it's I'm discombobulated. I'm not really hearing... what. I, so it, it does remind me that this was changed for political reasons. Now, having said that... Years down the road, I mean, my daughter doesn't know that that scene's been changed. So that's just a scene for her. Mm-hmm. And so she'll pick it up just the same. Do I think the scene works as well? No, it doesn't work as well. They probably could have done better. Yes, they yes. could have done better, but that would have required completely getting rid of the redhead more than likely. Yeah, they were trying to, they were trying to appease a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to have that cake and eat it too. We'll keep the redhead. We'll keep the figures in the scene, but we'll change it up just so much. And you got to respect that they were trying to do that. But I can understand why this guy's reminded of the change because I'm reminded of the change every single time I pass by there, not necessarily for bad reasons, but because, oh yeah, that's right. That's different. That's not the way it used to be. It just, I pick up on it. Um, it's not anything I mean, I conscious. That. I just, I just don't understand why. I mean, I do understand, but in my, my mind, I can still ride the ride and enjoy it. Oh, you sure. Know what I mean? oh, sure. Yeah. That's sure. what I'm saying. He's like, well, now we don't even want to write it anymore. It's well, like, come on, man. That's hyperbole. To, to, I mean, do yeah. I, I highly doubt when they put Jack Sparrow in there, he felt this way. Or when they put the mist effect with Davy Jones and, 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 and uh, Blackbeard, that he felt this way. Or the mermaid effects. Any of that. I don't think he felt that way about that. I think what he's saying is, is that, yeah, I'm reminded of political motivations when things are removed from rides for political reasons. Is I think what he's trying to say. I don't like agendas being imposed. Right. And as a conservative Republican, you're reminding me that you don't agree with my values, Disney. I think that's what he's trying to say. And you should, because this is the one place I go to for vacation where I spend right. a ton of money. Mm. And I don't want to be reminded of that kind of stuff. And 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 to be fair, I understand what he said. I'm not saying I agree with him because I don't. That scene does not ruin any bit of pirates for me, but it is a noticeable change when you go through the ride every single time. And I think we just proved it. None of us really knew what they were selling now anyway. No. The scene doesn't communicate near as well. Yeah, and the thing is, if they would have taken the time to do it, I guess, right and, and do it well, you know, there might be, we might be talking about outcry of losing the redhead. Sure. You know, at some point in the Disney fan universe, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what if they redid the story and made it really, really work mm-hmm. between the pirate ship scene and whatever the scene is next? I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, what if it was completely different and it, you completely lost the whole redhead thing? Sure. Because she didn't fit whatever story would make that work. Mm-hmm. People would be up in arms and crying about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this since I was two and I wanted my kid to see it. We don't have anything to share. Now mm-hmm. we know our family moment is ruined. Thanks, Disney. Yeah. You can't, you can't win 
all no, something can't. like I mean, this. It's not like a skeleton with a red wig on it, you know, with a knife with a sword <laughs> through it at the beginning scene. I don't think I think they wouldn't be happy. She enough. starved herself. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> she got in a pirate fight. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think also if they have uh, needs to say, hey, this is you know, like you say, related to human trafficking and and whatnot. I actually wondered if maybe like the people that uh, have this agenda, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they understand that by altering Disney and their perception of stuff, maybe they think that alters reality yeah. somewhat. Uh, in other words, what does that change to take the character out? You see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't really well, make any effect. So why is this man traumatized? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a lot that can change that. When you think about it, I can understand there being some concern about this ride because that ride features a lot of sinning. Yeah, I mean, but it's pirates. I mean, it's it's about pirates. Yeah, Yeah. it's not. It's not priest of the Caribbean. You've got gunfire, arson, looting. I mean, I think Catholic priests of the Caribbean could be a lot worse, honestly. (laughs) Oh yeah, I was waiting for somebody. Maybe what they can do is they can call it peaceful protesters of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Blackbeard deserves an extra eye. Peg Lake Pete needs his leg back. A protest, a protest. But no, seriously, like, I mean, like, we we grew up playing video games. I can't tell you how mm-hmm. many people I've shot in a video game. Ooh, yeah. Never, never, ever made me want to pick up a gun. Yeah, uh, I've I've played games where I've punched women. Yes. Never made me punch a woman in Street real life. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, all those games. Yeah, so you would, I, I mean... I guess that's what the argument is like back in the time, but then what about now? What do you do for now? So, yeah. Well, I mean, now, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, now I think you have to go ahead and change it to keep up with today's sensibilities. However. How do you do that, though? They did it. it it's it already is. done. Yeah, but I mean, look. And they're going to do more of they're it. Gonna do, that's what I was going to say. They're going to they're gonna look at the dog with the key and be like, that's animal abuse. <laughs> they're using that dog to get someone out of jail. Animals don't deserve to be treated like that. And then they're going to play Sarah McLaughlin. And then next thing you know, that's he's got to be changed. <laughs> when and would that stop? Yeah. The dog's looking at you sadly with a key in his mouth. You know, If there's any moment Lee could have put patches on the screen, it would have worked. That would have <laughs> been, been it. That would have been it. quick. Quick, we'll edit it. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I think you have to start drawing the line somewhere. And I think human trafficking is probably a good line to draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, the only argument I'm making is from this standpoint that it never resonated with me. Because I can look at violence and see the cartoony, that's not real element of it. I can differentiate between a video game, a movie, and real life. I mean, you would watch Daffy Duck get blown up all the time. Wally Coyote yeah, fought his death. And it was just funny because it wasn't real. Young boys today are playing games where you're shooting people. Yeah, they're much more graphic. Much more, much more. YouTube has exposed them to so much more than what we were exposed to when we were kids. They are far more advanced and learned in in the ways of the world than what we are. They just choose to use the power to learn TikTok dances. But (laughs) (laughs) likely, but that's always been the Disney way. You make fun of something like you know the Jungle Cruise. You couldn't be. Your head could be cut off, shrunken, you could be eaten by an animal, but hey, let's make fun of this. Haunted Mansion, hey, you could be dead, you could be hanging from the rafters, you could be trapped in a coffin, but hey, let's all sit around and laugh and make fun of this. Same thing with pirates. Bunch of drunken buffoons sitting around shooting stuff, stealing stuff, chasing women and stuff like that, but hey, let's laugh at this. It is kind of Warner Brother-esque, isn't it? Like a Looney Tunes, Yosemite Sam shooting off the guns all the time. You would see... Uh, Pepe, the, the skunk. Oh, always backing on that cat. Always chasing after the girls. I and think they're after him, too. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just that they they treated kids. like They kind of exposed them to this stuff, but they exposed it to them in a cartoony way. Right. 
And the idea that these are all animatronics, I can wa- I can ride through a ride and say this is not real. Mm. However, if there's a group of people that are saying that this is offensive to me, and they're women, these are not men speaking for women. These are women saying that this is a problem for me, and it's a large enough group of people. I think you change it. It's when you have people who are not of that culture or not of that gender or not of that race speaking out for other people who are like don't don't put words in my mouth big deal that's when i start to have a problem so if women had a problem with this scene and judging and having a daughter i yeah i have no problem with this going so you know in 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 researching for this show and stuff i Mm. I always want to kind of get a pulse of what dizzy fan people are talking oh what are the fans saying well i delve into twitter and just to kind of see the different kinds of reactions and i came across this one tweet from at comic perch that i want to share with you which i thought was kind of interesting Okay, and I'll quote this tweet directly from Twitter. Okay. It says, but buried in the article, and in fairness, the writer doesn't communicate it well, is an interesting question. Should current world issues and social topics impact an immersive experience? And more to the point, how? Disney World is an immersive experience. That's the point. I guess this question is, should world issues and social topics impact that experience? Technically, there's a term that literally says life imitates art. Yeah. So... How do you pull inspiration to add to something if you don't have realistic things to pull from? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you make something immersive, believable, uh, incredible tonight? Yeah, you can have different things of fantasy, but there is a grounding you have to have. To make it makes it, it relatable. Yeah, well, to, okay, I can see that. To make it, yeah, to make it saturated before you you go over the top. What you see in Disney, by the time it it is actually conceived, approved, built, installed, it's got to be something where the message is a little bit more timeless. So to kind of deal with what's going on in current events, by the time the image, think about American Idol. How long did it take them to build the American Idol experience? About two days before it was over. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, to, more to your point. Yeah, it's still tomorrow, going on. Uh, think about Tomorrowland and Epcot Center. Exactly. Trying yeah. to keep up with the future technologies. So the idea that you're keep yeah. to try to keep up what's going on with current events today. Forget about it. it. It's it'll be over. It'll be passe before you know it. I mean, what you are ignoring today is going to be offensive ten years from now. <laughs> well that's yes that's heavy yeah. but you 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 have stuff you're like oh man remember when there was this scene or my favorite part of the ride is this or that i mean in most cases then i don't think it's meant to be offensive but now that we're talking within this this border so to speak anything could be deemed as offensive by anyone at this point it would be open game you just have to accept that this is entertainment it can't affect what is really happening in the real world, you know, at all. It's well, just a parody of it. That's that is where I felt like this dude went wrong. I felt like I've I've read better arguments against this kind of stuff on message boards. <laughs> yeah. I don't Reddit think, got all the good stuff, and I just heard what you phrased to be a better argument than what he made. He yeah. made it all political. He made it sound like this is the first time this stuff is happening. He overreacted to a bunch of stuff that hadn't even happened yet. Correct. Yeah. Right. And he went full blown. And I got to think that the Orlando Sentinel knew that what they were doing when they posted this oh, story. Sure. Oh, they got so they... much exposure into right. this. And you know, they even posted today a reactionary articles to mm. that stuff. Sure. You know? Which... and, we, and we can get to that in a little bit, but I yeah. mean what Eli said is the crux of the case. This shouldn't be taken so seriously. Right. Why are we looking at theme parks? 
uh, movies, TV shows, entertainment, and taking them seriously like this. And he brings up Splash Mountain, too. And we, we've kind of stepped away from that one because that's something I think we all kind of disagreed with. We all disagree with the change. Yeah, to, or, to to do Swamp it. Mountain or whatever they what are they calling it? Tiana's they haven't called it anything. Swamp okay. Mountain. I don't know. What Gumbo they call Mountain. Wet ass mountain. Yeah, wet ass mountain. Wet ass mountain. That guy's got a point. It doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. You're when you take something that is a masterpiece, and you really start not adding to it but altering it. Like it, it it'd be like Holly Berry getting plastic surgery. Good luck with that. That's wrong. She's already perfect the way she is. Yeah. Once you said, look what happened to Meg Ryan. <laughs> oh, does it look like a lip explosion? Yeah. It's like once you start tweaking with something, the chances that you're going to do better than what you did when you already hit the mark and then maybe not even hit the mark, you exceeded the mark. Mm-hmm. And now not only do you have to aim to that while staying in the confines of what already exists, that, that that's a hard goal to reach. So I think that is going to be a little bit more of a difficult transition, but it hasn't happened yet. Splash Mountain is still running just fine. Once again, this guy is anticipating something that, that has not come to be. Well, let, me, let me just so he's not misquoted. I'm going to read the one little paragraph that he says about Splash Mountain. They, okay? they do this man justice, right? Don't misquote him. He said, and I quote, he says, Disney proclaims that Splash Mountain must change because of its association with Song of the South. Disney owns Splash Mountain, so it can do whatever it wants. It can do what it wants. But if Disney screams at the top of its corporate voice, which is pretty loud, that is changing to appease a certain political point of view, now every time I look at the ride, I am thinking about politics. So that's what he says about... That's what he about politics? That's what, it, oh, does he mean, that, that's well, what he said. Well, we can't he said every time he looks at it, the ride, I'm going to think about politics. But like, Even I, before a change has happened, he's yeah. thinking about politics? Yes. He's predetermined that he's going to be thinking about it. When he says politics, does he mean like politics... Like of like people being like Republican and conservative, all that. You say like the politics. Well, of, he's talking about having everything's politicized nowadays. Okay, that's, yeah. I mean that's basically that's just it business, though. That's that's business, but it it shouldn't be business. Business should be geared around being acceptable, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah, that's ideal. That's the ideal. Well, it's yeah. a whole Michael Jordan quote: "Republicans buy Actually, sneakers too." too. Yeah, right. So you should be doing your best. To appeal to everyone without making it seem like, hey, we at Disney, we like all of y'all, but we like their money a little bit more. Just a wee bit. Right. I mean, look, and, but like on the low key, right? They've they've altered prices. We've talked about all this before. And well, that's shows. what's ruining Disney. It's not wokeness. Yeah. <laughs> it's not wokeness. It's brokeness. Brokeness. I, say, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was going to say. So like it knows like that's that's the smooth part. In a sense, he still wins. If he spends like. 15 grand or whatever a year for whatever i mean this doesn't really affect him minus something visually do you know what i'm saying like uh, they're all oh, visuals i see what you're saying yeah. yeah yeah like okay to his point like if i was to write splash mountain they would do i'm not comparing it kind of like when i wrote frozen ever after i didn't compare it to anything political because um, obviously there was no political thing there but i did know this was a business decision a business decision yeah right I'm comparing it against what used to be there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my I see pirates. I'm not reminded of anything political so much, although I do. I know why the decision was made, but I am comparing it in my mind to what used to be there, and that's what's going to happen with Splash. Mm-hmm. I was going to. Can I ask you then? Just throw this out there. If once the Splash Mountain um, is refurbed and it's turned into Tiana, and we all love it. 
it and it's great and the steaming is perfect and the music is great and it just really reminds you of the movie and that and the great scene where this happened and that happened then does it matter if it was done for political reasons no that's nope. what i'm saying no. that's that's my point is that disney okay so you can think it's political and maybe there is some political motivation behind it but as long as they create a wonderful product that everyone can enjoy of all ages and they're actually you know promoting a more recent ip then why are you why does it have to be political i would say this alien encounter alien kind is way better than stitch well you know mm-hmm. that's a legal alien encounter that's, that's <laughs> well, yeah, no, but it was scary right it was that, scary that's that one in trouble all right fine be like that <laughs> you know be political no uh but good but the thing is is that i i would hope that that ride would be better and that's what you're banking on is that the theater ride would be better, but it's never really worked out that way. It, that's, you're Thank thinking you. about the track record that they've had. Yes. Shoehorning things into existing. And guys. so what will happen is, is now that IP is going to get ruined for something that mm-hmm. wasn't its fault. You know what I'm saying? It got it, shoehorned exactly. in. That makes sense. Yeah. And so that's going to be like political. And then you're going to associate Tiana with that. And that's going to be another thing. That's yeah. going to be some by race. And it ain't going to be fair because they're like, I would be like, well, hey, I love Disney too. You mean to tell me there's one African-American race that happened, politics and stuff ruined it that ain't fast she from the wall is too we hit the streets <laughs> yeah. the, uh, let me just say this that uh, the only thing i'll i'll say is that it's not like no one likes to ride splash mountain right right 30 45 minutes i've waited an hour i've waited two hours in line for that ride mm-hmm. so if this was something that no one was riding because they're like man i'm not gonna ride that that's based on slavery or that's offensive or whatever then that would be a no-brainer, right? Because nobody's riding it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, well, hey, nobody wants to ride Splash Mountain anymore. We need to make a change. That's not what happened here. No. It, more than four times the people, I, I want to say, that signed the petition to change Splash Mountain have signed a petition to keep it exactly the way it is. I mean, this is not the result of overwhelming outcry. Disney fan. Guess the man. Right. Guess the man. And I think what Eli said, I mean, that's the counter argument to what you were saying before, because you're right. Yeah. Does it matter if the change is done, regardless of why it was done, if you get a better product for it, no one's going to care. But the idea is, is that when the change is done, when guests outcry, again, like Alien Encounter, where mothers were complaining that's that my kid... That's why I just want to throw that out, though. When yeah. you change it, it invariably comes out worse. Is, and that's just Disney's track record. Because now you're shoehorning something into an existing ride system, into an existing structure. You can't free imagine what this is going to be and where you're going to go. I mean, again, I don't understand how you put a swamp on a mountain. It makes no sense. Structurally, I mean, yes, it makes more sense. A lot of people are like, well, they're going to put it in Disneyland. They'll put it in New Orleans Square. So that makes, a little, that makes more sense. Yes, it makes more sense, I suppose, because there's that New Orleans tie with Tiana. But it still doesn't make any sense. That's such a high structure. I mean, we don't yeah. have high structures here. Yes. You know, if they chopped it in half and called it Monkey Hill, I'd be okay with there that. There you go. <laughs> oh, that was something else. But you else. know, I, I guess this is a care because they throw Old Bay and Falcon and Will Soldiers. That is true, too. Yeah. Troll all you want. doesn't matter. We don't use that. You know, that's like that's like when you have the kid that wants something from you and you're like, I really can't give you that. So you like pet him on the head and say, if you try really hard in life, I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? That's just placating the public. That's that's not actually giving them what they. Well, want it's not even case. the public. It's just it's a certain element of yeah, the public. Okay, yeah, a group. And and I think that's what this guy is saying because again, there's a lot of what this guy had to say that we can criticize, and we have, and we will. Somebody has, somebody yeah. has a good point on. It. But there is some elements of this that he does have a good point on, and and it wasn't even that successful of a movie. That was like the last hand drawn animation they ever did, right? Yeah. They didn't even computerize it. They hand drew right. yeah. <laughs> well, You know, hand drawn ain't too bad, but you know, yes, that's keeping old school. But it's a new world. It's a new world. CGI is way to go. Right. It's a new world. So I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it just seems like an unfair amount of pressure you're putting. It's the same thing with Frozen. I thought that they did Frozen wrong by shoehorning it into Norway. Mm-hmm. All, you, all you did was tick off a lot of loyalists for a movie that by the time you got around to making the ride, little girls had moved on. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I mean, look, we can we can keep belaboring the point. He also brought up Trader Sam. That was another thing that he brought up, and I thought that was um, again unfair. I mean, I thought I think we talked about this in the last episode that yes, Trader Sam's it, it, it's probably like what the eighth most memorable <laughs> part of the Jungle Cruise. Really, that's going to mess it up for you. I thought that was hyperbole. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all in all, I, I don't want to mischaracterize the dude. The dude's a customer. He's a paying customer. He has the right to voice his concern. Yes, I don't necessarily agree with most of his concerns. I had this question, unless we, unless I jumped the gun. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, I see that. Um, so the backlash he had, were you? Was that? Did I jump ahead of that? Or because I had a question about the backlash. Well, there was a bunch received. of backlash, of course. That got mad. I mean, Lee, I think you, you kind of, when you were messaging us, talked about was it the Disney Democrats or something group. Uh, yeah, that's a real thing. All huh? over I it, couldn't then, believe that. You know, I was looking on Twitter, and a lot of people pounced on that too. It was, it was pretty crazy. Well, I mean, this guy is—he's asking for people to to slam him because he's coming right out and saying, "Look, hey, I'm white Christian conservative." Now, he did not say he white Christian conservative. Do that bad, you know, like So that. I'm not saying <laughs> it's the right thing to do, but I white like do what I want. Like, dude, <laughs> you are really trying to put yourself out there, like for criticism, for sure. The only thing. I, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> let me let him have I, it. I always want to say one thing, and I'm going to leave this guy alone. I'm not going to say anything else bad about this dude. But when you read the way he puts his thoughts and his opinions out there, you know who he's got the same energy as someone that calls you up and says, "Hey, I want to go to Disney in the summer, but I don't want to go during gay days." Oh, you got customers <laughs> like this? What you saying? <laughs> that's what. A, that's the vibe I get from reading his stuff. It's like. Oh, you know, I don't want to be around that, or I don't want to. So I guess you, know, you book I, him for gay days. Is that what? You do? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, and that's and that's kind of, but that's hold that's on, hold how on. I feel when that's I read his article. That's to be fair, to be fair, it's his religious beliefs. What's wrong if he doesn't want to go during gay days? Yeah, I, that 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 part that part. I'm why not, is that a religious thing? I don't man. I don't know, dude. Oh, like, oh, oh, you, oh, man. oh you, you want me to call my mom? Mama, get Mama Ivory. I will call my mom for you. How much time you got? I'm Somebody not saying that people mama? don't think that. Hey, I don't think I understand that people have that opinion. Yeah, I just strongly disagree <laughs> with it and think that you just need to just grow up and let people live their lives and don't think yeah i don't know man there's nothing wrong with that some people can't eat pork they can't eat pork because it must be look you know it ain't changed the supermarket from selling pork no poor (laughs) no poor it's out there pigs are still getting done poor is out they out (laughs) so i mean i i I totally in that instance get the preference and i get that he's 
saying what he wanted to say. Granted, yeah, on this forum, you're right. Like, the Orlando City was like, ooh, we're going to tear this boy up. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Woo! Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mr. James Vanderbeck. You know? <laughs> Thank you for the clicks. Thank you for the views. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, so I get that. Being part of the, you know, the, the media force like we are, I totally understand the need to say more clicks, more clicks. But I think, like, the thing that I find ironic is that this 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 woke world? Let's say right in work in woke world, we do not cyber bully, but yet we're cyber bullying this man, not us. Oh, that's exactly. Yeah, that's but a funny I'm thing. Gonna, yeah. yeah, no. I when you're talking about the extreme left and the extreme right, there's bullying to the extreme on both ends, man. Like people are ready to. I'm sure this dude's getting death threats. Honestly, no, I, um, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like absolutely. Most like a lot of people were talking about his eyes and stuff like that. I mean, and, and it kind of gives you and it, look. There's enough wrong with this dude. What what he said that you didn't need to attack his looks. You just attack the <laughs> yeah. substance of his argument. That's it. And 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 that's all you need to do with. Well, they go with what's easy, right? So, yeah. So people that maybe less informed or educated, or less woke. We'll go for what's easy. Yeah. It just goes to show things haven't changed all that much from no, when we were kids. That's, that's it's exactly okay to it. make fun of people as long as it's an agreed upon societal thing that you make fun of these people. That's exactly mm-hmm. you know? it. Yeah. That's, and you look up woke in the Urban Dictionary and it's supposed to be that you are aware of issues that concern social justice as well as racial justice. So social justice says the whole Twitter world does not need to mob this guy. Just because he says whatever's paid. It's it is one thing to just be like, hey dude, blah 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 blah, maybe mm-hmm. come check this out. But like, yeah, that's straight up like some mean girl stuff. It right? is. They just slamming the dude talking about whatever, how he like you said, how he looks and they post it up, whatever. Well, look, the guy said his two cents. We don't even know why the guy really said it. Maybe he wanted to take his family on vacation and he got like woke kids. And his woke kids were like, We don't want to go on a vacation with you. <laughs> huh? We 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 got tattoos. Like, wait, why'd you get where'd the tattoo come from? What? Tattoo what? Trish. What? The plane, yeah. the plane. Yeah, they're like, No, we ain't going with you. And then he was like, God, the, uh, and he just starts typing. And you know, <laughs> he's just mad one like day. Evaluate the merits of his argument. Yeah. And leave it at that. Yeah, well no, and, and he and look, and it and it is an overwhelming thing. Like everything's being changed, so like you're watching parts of your youth being altered. You're watching people come in saying, Hey, we want to change this. You don't know who they are, they're all mm-hmm. anonymous. You know, like back in the day when people wanted to change stuff, they did a march. You're like, oh shoot, that's my aunt Connie right there. What's she doing, March? Go ahead, Aunt Connie. Like now they're just anonymous people that are just Go ahead, young bug. Yeah, go on, you do that thing, boy. And then like but now they're just people that just make things happen. And they just change stuff. I mean, we've been dealing with wokeness issues since uh episode 126. How about that? That's it. That's Dude, it. I, I'm not a fan of the woke movement. I, I think um, I can speak for most of us in the, in the sense that we, we're not. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's the idea of... See, I can't speak to it because I don't understand it myself. Right. Uh, well, it's just it starts with the name itself. The, the idea that us who are part of this movement, we're, we're woke. We're enlightened. We're aware. The rest of y'all who are not are oblivious. You're asleep. You're... Ignorance. You're in the pod. Or you get left behind. Good. Right. And so that mindset automatically leads to this need to preach. That's why they keep saying that you people need to have a conversation and educate those who don't understand. Well, when you're educating people who are older than you, when you're 20-something years old and you don't have any life experience, and you're trying to educate people in their 30s and 40s, 
with your ideology. I mean, give it a little while. Wait and see how ideology uh, stacks up to real life. Yeah, well, you're actually out there. It's not right. mansplaining. It's just trying to help. <laughs> well, I don't know about mansplaining. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, isn't that the woke term, too? I got told that once. And like, you don't have to mansplain to be I'm like, look. I thought you were talking about manscaping is what they were talking about. <laughs> I wish that's what she was talking about. When you say mansplaining, that's a sexist term. Anytime yeah, I'm just saying she told me. Yeah. So what you, she's saying that your uh, opinions match that of any other male? No, she said, so she, we were talking about something where she was basically saying, I understand where your point is, and I have my point, but you're a man. I don't need you to explain it to me like I don't know what I'm talking about. And then I had to explain to her, like, look, don't judge me because I'm a man. I was born this way, but I'm not mansplaining anything to you. I can't read your mind. Maybe you can read my mind, and you know what I'm going to explain to you before I actually say the words, but I don't know what you're thinking. So the only way I can communicate with you is by talking. I'm not mansplaining anything. I'm just trying to have some communication with you so we can have this drink, lady. You know well, that's the, that's the thought of the problem, though. It's like it's like communication, period. You know, yeah. it's just communication, period. Where it's like a lot of people have trouble with it. If you're not on one side or the other, and you don't, I mean, their version of communicating is 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 beating over the head with their point, and with expecting you to to buckle down and change. That's yeah, it. that's 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 all I've ever seen about it. And, 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 you know. You know, there's a whole thing called motivational interviewing where the only way you get somebody to change is to make them realize that they want to make this change. You know, motivational interviewing is the tactic used for, you know, a lot of drug addicts and stuff like that to make a change in their life. But, it, you know, you can't just beat somebody up and say, hey, you got yeah. to get off the drugs. They have to want to do it. And the only way you can want to do it is if you can effectively communicate your thing. Like if somebody were to argue to me and says, oh, you're getting left behind. You don't, you're not woke enough or whatever. You've lost your argument with me. You, you cannot convert me because, number one, you haven't taken the time to explain anything to me mm -hmm. other than just pounding your point over my head. And number two, it's just like you, you, you're just not delivering your idea to me. And I'm not convinced that I need to change anything at this point because I haven't learned nothing from you. Too often in today's culture, we have a tendency to take somebody's argument and make it the worst possible version of what it could be. And, and try and argue that. And that's what they call the, the straw man argument. You know, the, the whole idea of I'm going to take what you're not saying and take your argument and make it into something it wasn't supposed to be wow. and make you the worst possible version of yourself and argue that point because that's an easier point for me to defeat. It gives you emotional content. Rather than what, what it is that you're actually saying. Yeah. And then it goes back to what you're saying about like when, it, when I found out there was a Disney Dis uh, Democrat group, I was floored. I had no idea. Nothing against them. I don't have any problem with Disney Democrats. I don't have any problem with Disney Republicans. Republicans yeah. I choose not to engage on either side of the aisle. I was scared, though. When you said that there was Disney Democrats, I had this vision of right. like all these people in suits with all these different Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse masks. Like they're all just anonymous people just pulling the strings. Wasn't that a movie where they were robbing a bank? Yeah. <laughs> that? that was Point Break. Point Break. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, though. But I mean, we're adult Disney fans. We're a subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup, subgroup. of a subgroup. And we're still got a subdivide we still have to figure i mean that would be like saying uh, i'm a fan of the new orleans saints but now we have uh the new orleans saints uh republican group and new orleans saints democrat group and new orleans saints uh catholic group and new orleans saints uh Baptist group exactly yeah. like, over and like uh, how further i mean shouldn't we be celebrating the things that bring us together not looking for further division within the things that we already 
pre-designed to mutually agree on? Well, it, you know, it's easier to control the people when you divide them versus when they're united. Well, if you there go, you for, go. Yeah, you go for a general cluster, you just, yeah, you just stick with the one thing that just brings it together. You say, screw it, we're focusing on football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but once you're like, yeah, but... You can't control them if you, you have them united. If yeah, you but once you're like, hey, but what about your God? He's like, oh, I, I believe in this. Like, well, I don't believe in that. Boom, come over here. You know, Sasquatch, we're going to talk <laughs> over here. But you know, that's the other part of the thing, the other side of the coin, too, is like when you have those conversations with those people and actually have a conversation, the people that are on the other side of the coin, like maybe this dude has, has to be willing to be open to receive the information that they're that is a, that is a very good point because you can't have one person be open another person shut down then again your conversation doesn't work that's a very good point yeah, you know, yeah that's a great I, think, point. I think that is a perfect segue kevin for you to read the next guy yeah absolutely so there's another story that came out actually today we're recording this on april 25th sunday mm-hmm. and orlando central has chosen to publish a couple of these articles actually but we're going to go with one that our good old officer Malik. Officer Mawikin, yeah, I almost forgot his nickname. It was Officer Mawikin. The good Officer Mawikin said to us, he says, oh, this looks like the counter-op. So there you go. Uh, But anyway. (laughs) This is is the Jane, you ignorant slut version. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah, this day that we're recording episode, uh, this guy by the name of David Collier King. I'm assuming Collier, not Collier. I don't, I don't think he's from the north, so I don't think. Dave Collier yeah, is the guy, the guy from Dave Full Collier, House. Yes, yes, yes. I love him. But anyway, yeah. he says, and I quote, a Christian Cut Democrat it would. out. Right. <laughs> but anyway, David Collier King, and I quote, a Christian Democrat with more centrist views, as he says, um, end quote, and a resident of the Bronzeville neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. Woo! Kind of remembers of the what? Happening now, episode yeah. of That's My Mama. <laughs> I, I don't know why the Sentinel published it like that, but Go I thought ahead. it was funny. But he's I from like the Bronzeville it. neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> he mama. submitted this opinion piece, which was uh, in response to Van Boskirk's op-ed piece. Okay. And it's titled, Walt Disney Would Have Liked What's Changing at His Theme Parks. So that's how he titles it. And mm. again, right off the bat, I'm a little turned off. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, did Walt tell you that?" Okay, maybe, maybe they called Miss Cleo, and she <laughs> Miss Cleo I'm talking to Walt Disney. <laughs> I'm trying to look him now. Yeah, he would like that. <laughs> She's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But anyway, so um, he, his article is <laughs> chock full of Disney quotes, Walt Disney quotes to help him back his argument. That's what he does in this particular. Oh thing. wow! Okay. And I'm going to do okay. what I did with the other one and just kind of read bits and pieces. I'm not going to try to summarize it, but I'm going to just let him speak his, his thing. So Good, because I'm it. not as familiar with this one because I just read it once today. Mm-hmm. I had at least well, we just got a weekend today. to digest the yeah. other guy and try and give him the fair and balanced review. Yes. Yeah, the other guy released his, uh, his release on Friday the 23rd, and this was just done today, a few hours before we recorded. Yes. So anyway, David leads off his argument with this, okay. and I quote, Relevance and value are almost always based in the relatability people have to the work and productivity of an entity. An wait, entity wait, said it one more. I don't even understand that sentence. What it was a little tough. Yeah. So uh, I'll uh, quote again. It says, okay, yeah. "Relevance and value are almost always based in the relatability people have to the work and productivity of an entity." E equals mc squared too. Yes. yes. Almost yes. always, that could be either or both. Yes. And mm. he says, if an entity is not changing with the times, it becomes a barrier to progress and change. He then goes on to say this. Walt's vision was a theme park where parents and children could go and enjoy the stories being told and the experiences being crafted. While Walt held conservative views and ideas that were reflected in much of his early work, the values of the company have never shifted. What? <laughs> what, he said. what he said. 
Except for the prices. Okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and then he moves go forward ahead. to state that the changes being made today <laughs> are small steps of progress and advancement. Walt Disney built the parks and this animation studio around the standards and guidelines for the society acceptable in his time. Okay. Yeah. But then he goes, he states that we live in a new age in which we are very aware of the need, and I quote, I'm sorry, we are very aware of the need to craft entertainment for the correct purposes and not to offend a certain group of people to amuse another, end quote. And then regarding the values of the company, David states this, and I quote, Disney will not lose loyal fans because these decisions are about equality and expanding the company's reach and impact by being culturally and socially responsible. Okay, that's the first thing he said that I've understood and agree with. Yeah. <laughs> I was letting it go because I well, was he's, just He's to. definitely very woke. Like, he's... <laughs> I want to I want to be on this guy's side, but I don't understand exactly what he's saying. Well, let, me, let me finish this particular quote. This dude is cheating. So, and you remember the Disney Democrats? So yes. So right, uh, just exactly. to, um, <laughs> to finish this quote out, he says he continues to say Walt's ideas of social responsibility were expressed through the use of the animation studio to push World War II causes, and today's Disney leadership has a social responsibility to the time in which they lead. Wait, he said Walt said that. No, he said Walt's ideas. Well, I'll read it again. Yeah. Walt's ideas of social responsibility were expressed okay. through the use of the animation studio to okay. push World War II causes. Okay. And today's Disney leadership has a social responsibility to the time in which they lead. That is not like World War II, though. No, I mean, you got to extrapolate. He's, he's talking about the society in which. Yeah, the, they, they function in it. No, yes, I, I get yeah. that, but the. the it's very hard to follow. This is not just readily absorbable. Like, that's it, cheating. There's a lot of this dude's cheating. He's trying to use Walt. He's twisting Walt's words in a, in a sense. That's, well, that's my the opinion. Thing. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go into further that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Like because everyone wants to use that argument every time, no matter what side you're on, when, no matter what side of the argument you're on. It's like, well, what would Walt have wanted? And Walt would have wanted this. And I don't think Walt would have wanted that. And Walt's turning over in his frozen grave, and this, that, and the other. So. Everyone on each side uses that argument. It's like the Bible. Like the Bible says things, but it's also interpreted one way or the other. So it just depends on how you want to look at it and how you want to take Walt's words and use them to further your opinion and your side of the argument. Yeah, it's, it's never Walt would have liked some of this and not liked piece of that uh, another part of this i mean but he Walt would have hated that. this but he would have been cool with that and then it's never that it's always Walt's either 100 percent on this side or Walt's either 100 percent on that side mm-hmm. and more than likely walt would have done what we try to do here which is evaluate each incident by its merits. merit yeah, yeah but the first quote he says almost always he doesn't say always he doesn't say definitely Almost always, that's like a, that's like a little shadow of a doubt. There, go either way. That's the first thing. Almost I think, always, except for the few dumb idiots. Exactly, that except for just, those different exceptions yeah. that happen to happen. I think that's one thing. Second thing is, look, I think that's a beautiful dream that Walt Disney had. But Walt Disney also had to go through a bunch of bakers. He had to also tell them, hey, look, I got a little land over here. By the way, I made a shell company over here. I don't know. That has nothing to do with me, but just give them some money and then put that together. This dude is also a shrewd businessman. You do not put together something like this by just pure hope and joy yeah. so i would i would go on as to say though that there's also the part of him as a businessman 
that it would say, hey, listen, this movement is saying this. In order to give them what we want, we have to spend like $4 billion to give these people what they want. I'm sure Walt would be like, give the people some passes. Just <laughs> give them Now, Walt like to spend money. I will say that. But I mean, and then I could be mistaken because it's been a little while since I've, I've read a Walt biography. Yeah, okay. I, I will say that. That's but I, right, my memory, and Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, I always felt like Walt was kind of forced into making those propaganda films. That wasn't what he wanted to do. The World War II thing you're talking about? Yes. Okay. It wasn't like that, like Walt was like, you know what I really want to do? I want to make films about America conquering whatever the hell. My memory, at least, says that what Walt, Walt was kind of forced into it. They kind of co-opted That was the hot well, topic I think all of the, the animation studios of the day were, were coaxing, were... Yeah. Yeah. Same like the comic studios. Right. They wanted to be part of the war effort and mechanize and just unite a country. But the government also had their hands in that too. I know, like with Marvel back then, like you know, they were like, like they give them like what, like coupons or something like that, like stuff like that. So I can see that happening too. But again, that goes to what I'm saying. He's also a businessman as well. Sure, he has a a great vision, but every visionary knows uh, you got to do a couple of things that you know, a little different to make that vision work. So yeah. I, I don't think it's fair to use his words to twist to that argument. Well, and, and that's, a, that's a good point. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like both gentlemen have used Walt's involvement with war propaganda, I, I guess you would call it, uh, as a means to kind of bolster their... Yes, yeah. bolster mm. their arguments and put Walt in the corner of being this way or that way. Where my memory of it seems to be like Walt, if he had his pleasure, would have not been touching on any of this stuff. He would have been making his kind of films. Yeah. He was kind of put in this position. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my memory yeah. of I it. I think he but, would have went back. He would have went and moved forward with something completely different on a project that may have not been uh, developed completely that he had to work on and then be trying to tweak that. Sure. You know, I, I can see that. I he wanted to tell good stories. He didn't necessarily want to show America's dominance through the air or whatever. Right, right. And and and, and look again, it's not fair that you want to use a gentleman that's in a completely different age than what this situation is. So you can't really use that aspect of what he had learned. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what this is now, which is social media and anonymous people that have no financial involvement in the company whatsoever. It's just influential. That's a completely different type of beast. Any guy from that age, that, that'd be like if a bunch of people came up and said, hey, we want this, we want that. I'm sure that happened to Walt. I'm, I'm, I don't know all about history, but I'm sure there had to have been a story where people said, we want this to happen. And I'm sure he was like, are they investing anybody in this company? No, don't worry about them. Well, you know, that's where these two gentlemen that, that post these are. They, they get my respect because so many times you read stuff on Twitter or, or whatever. It's a it's a account. You don't even know what the guy's name is. These people are attaching their names attaching who they are to where they're from, where they're (laughs) from, what their background is, giving a full kind of context of their opinion. I at least respect where they're coming from though, where they're, they're trying to go ahead and say, look, this is how I see it from my vantage point of being here, almost accepting their biases and see what you guys think. There's respect there. Yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt. So you want to, yeah, well, just to kind of, I, I want to, I found another tweet that kind of goes along with this. And actually this was a tweet by Disney Deborah on there. 
And uh, she responds actually to the Orlando Sentinel regarding another response piece that they published today. But I think this applies to this as well. Okay. And she says, guy, well, I assume she, but I'll say, guy, she says, uh, the, the account says, guys, even as an op-ed, the logic is easily torn down. Mm-hmm. There's no sourcing to make him more credible as a rebuttal writer. And invoking a dead dude and attempting to mind read what he'd want is the most fallish argument of all. Mm-hmm. Fallacious, fallacious, not fallish. fallacious. Fallacious argument of all. I agree with her on that. Yeah, I yes. thought that was an interesting tweet. That, Absolutely. While I was scombing through, finding stuff. I think she's very on point with that. But I that. thought that was good. But anyway, I'll, I'll go ahead and finish out the article that uh, this guy, David, wrote. After he talks about uh, the not losing loyal fans, the quote that I just gave you about World War II and all that kind of business, uh, David goes on to discuss his Disney fandom and all the stuff he does, much like Van Boskirk did. So instead of the beginning where uh, Boskirk put his, he put his kind of in the middle. So... Here's another guy establishing his dizzy fandom and why he's writing this. So it's that's bonafide. What he does. Okay. Bonafide, yes, bonafide. But after that, he goes on to say this, and I quote, Disney cannot just survive on conservative Republicans afraid of what self-expression looks like for fear they'll lose their immersive experience. Disney requires people from all walks of life, all experiences, and all backgrounds to make this beautiful place continue to survive and work, end quote. And then he tosses a few more walk quotes in there, and he ends his piece with this. He's this little thing. This is how he ends it. And I quote, Walt was never resting on the laurels of the past. Walt was always moving forward, testing and trying new things. Yes, he was a conservative and Christian, but the guiding principle in our faith is love and love for people, love for the art and love for the immersive experience and magical moments Disney creates, which is why Disney World still reflects the values of Walt Disney established and will continue to win my support in every way I can provide it. Hmm. That's how he ends it. So that's all these things are the talk of the town. It's upon your boy's uh, uh, opinion piece published last Friday the 23rd. I really would love to get a Disney executive's opinion on this. I know we can't, but I would love to just get like this person who's like, don't say my name. Don't Call put me on Cockrell, video. You don't care. Yeah, just, cause <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Because I want somebody who's like, who's actually in there who is has to make oh, the decision in the belly of the beast yeah who's like in the mix and and has to say no you don't know what decisions i gotta deal with day in and day out when this just isn't as easy as snapping my fingers and making that happen yeah to your point I, I agree with that it's like we don't know the whole story yeah you know it is a business we don't know the whole story of what they're working with i, I will say this the second writer was a more eloquent writer very, very much so Oh, yes. Would you not agree? I mean, yeah, I almost, almost too eloquent to the point to where his it point thick. <laughs> gets obscured by his flowery language. He makes it more complex. Yes. Well, I will just say, I think that his argument was respectful. He didn't um, use his rebuttal to name call or to make fun of or to berate the original poster. Yeah, a little bit. But I think it was... <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. You know, maybe drinks are on the house. Big words to, to make, you, uh, make you feel not as smart, maybe. But, um, but anyway, I, I just didn't feel, though, that it was like a... I didn't feel like, like oh, wow, he really told him. I was just like, no. oh, yeah. all right, cool, I guess. Like, that's a good point. But, like, I didn't feel like this was a major, like, comeback to the original post. So This wasn't hit him up. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot <laughs> more it. things. But I got a lot of bull. I got a lot of bull. Like I said, I wanted to be on the dude's side, but I was like, I, I think I said this already. I'll just say one. I don't even just have a problem. Anyone that says, you know, well, Walt would have wanted this or Walt would have wanted that. Come on, unless you knew Walt personally, just leave it out of your mouth. Marty Sklar had like uh, I don't know if y'all remember this, but a while back, 
when Disney kind of announced that they were doing the changes to the redhead over at D23. Mm-hmm. Like the public was already aware of it, but they talked about the changes over there and they were audibly booed. And it was a panel consisted of everyone, including Marty Sklar. And Marty said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, wait a minute. Now, hold up. <laughs> Walt Disney, like, if y'all think Disney's great now, y'all should have seen Disneyland when it first opened. Y'all should be happy that we were already out and about making changes from the get-go ah. to, to try and go ahead and get the park up and running and, and working better. Walt was very much about making changes. So I do believe the substance of this guy's argument is correct. Having said that, you're asking in a many of these instances for Walt to go ahead and look at something that he did and ascribe racial motivations or um, prejudice to things that he's done in the past and say, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking when I created the native scene in the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that. I don't believe, I'm sorry, I cannot speak for Walt. I don't believe that's what Walt's intention was. Right. And we don't know what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right. So uh, it, so there's that aspect of it that I think is worth considering. Same with Mark Davis. Same with any of the people. I mean, it. look, it takes a lot of... Uh, I'm trying to use a word that I, I don't want to use because, well, you know, screw you it. You to it, too. That just, it takes a lot of go. balls. There you go. To stand, to stand on the shoulders of people who created something through years and years of trial and error. Yeah. What works? What doesn't work? Let's fine tune this. Let's come up with this. Let's That's do it. this the best. And, and with decades of hindsight, be able to look back in the past and pick apart every single thing that somebody did and and dissect it to a point to where you you've looked at this was okay that wasn't okay it is an extraordinarily conceited mindset i mean it's better to look back upon our elders with humbleness Yes, and then respect and, and respect and being able to say they had to navigate through stuff that we didn't have to we didn't grow up during their time we have the ability to look back and judge it with our privileged, yeah, look, outlook, mindset, and mindset yeah. and yes. experience of actually having it there first. Thank you, and and that's the thing. So I think it takes a lot of balls to criticize people for what they were dealing with when they were in the front line of a generation where things were different. I just I have a little bit more respect for the people who came before me. I don't. Like the idea of standing on the shoulders of giants and calling myself tall. You know what's funny is like this. This like in a, it could have been like in a whole other world. Walt Disney could have been like, you know what? I'm gonna just name this Walt Disney Financial. He could just be in like a whole series of banks just everywhere, and you could have been signing the pins with like Wu Tang, yeah, <laughs> Wu Tang, Wu Tang. Like right, you could you could have Mickey Mouse could have just been a pin. In other words, this guy decides, and just just to go to your point, I just I felt that. And just to say that here's somebody that makes all these sacrifices and yeah. does all this stuff. And then like, yeah, you just want to come by and then you want to say your opinion and you just want to slam it. I mean, you're welcome to do that in private. Well, you know, I'm glad that they did it in public because otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have a show. I mean, but the thing is, is that, look, you experience it as you choose to. I mean, I've said this story plenty of times. 
having a comic book, nobody knows what it takes to make a comic book. Nobody right. takes what does an idea and find the artist and this and that and the other. And this dude is doing it on a grander scale than me. And so for when someone says they haven't even read the book and then come up and say, why you made the gay shit this? Why can't she be this? Why like, get out of here. Like, get out of here. <laughs> You that know? goes back to my point as far as being able to be open and receiving yes. first before you criticize it. Yeah. And coming with your predisposed judgments about it. Be glad that that product is there for you to enjoy, yeah. to take to a point where you don't want to deal with your real life for whatever reason. You're like, well, I just want to deal with this fantasy immersive world where I like being happy. And I just want to alter it just for me. Well, there are other people, too, and they have the same craziness you do. You just deal with it in the real world. Leave this alone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. leave it alone. Well, history is complex. And the people who created these parks had to deal with a lot of stuff during a time period that we weren't alive for. Right. Why, why not show some kind of deference? Because I think we all like to think that if we were born in the 1930s or 40s or whatever, that we would have the same opinions and outlook that we have today. True. When the <laughs> likelihood is, is that we would be the exact same as our ancestors were, yeah. who, who swam in the same soup, yeah. who were brought up in the same culture. That's what the generation uh, defined. Thank you. And they would have better discussions then. Yes. <laughs> That's why and it's that hard goes, to be Guys, woke. look, man, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to us uh, and because we, you know, we want to get your opinions and thoughts and we're willing to listen. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have that conversation, man, we'll have it on the show. You know, let us know. What did we miss? What did we get right? Um, get get in touch with us. Share your opinions. This is one show where you can definitely do that safely, a uh, safe space as the terminology goes to have your opinion and share that with us, and we'll discuss it for sure. Put on the Lando Sendo. Should yeah. we deal yeah. with that? <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll let you know how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. MagicRWay.com is the way to go. There you find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, you can get in touch with us with the following ways. With the following ways? In the following ways. All the so following can, ways. All the following ways. So you can share your opinion. You can shoot us an email at show at MagicRWay.com, or you can call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text at one eight one five a weekend. That is one eight one five mo weekend. Six six nine four two two six. Oh boy, that was a hell of a discussion, right? How about that? Very deep. Do you know what deep. it felt like? You know what it felt like? It felt like um, you know we, we it's it's tough to be in between like two groups that are trying to stab each other mm-hmm. or they just kind of cut each other down. It's kind of like Michael Jackson in the Beat It video. You know, <laughs> if we could just make everybody dance, everything would be okay. You know, you know but we can't. No, we're, we're, we're on we're, TikTok, we're, so we could do that now. Yeah, Maybe so I don't know. I mean, we're launching ourselves on counters. You know, we're not even having a burger, but then we go into a warehouse and people are tied up and trying to stab each other, and we're trying to be in the middle and say, "Hey, yeah, you ain't woke, you ain't nothing." Well, I know Michael Jackson's little. Uh, you know, that's like the ideal world right there. No, that it. wouldn't happen right now. No, we couldn't get these people to dance. But we are trying to be peacemakers. We are. Well, he's, he's trying to make people listen. Be yeah. objective Talk. in as yes. best as we can. Because I think this is how you should work. You should not approach anything from an ideology. You should approach things on an individual basis. Yes, yes, absolutely, guys. And people that approach things on an individual basis are the next two guys to do things outside of the podcast because they are individuals. Uh-huh. And the first one we have is Eli. He does things with comics. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? 
Eli Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com. Comic book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com. Right now. Lightfield out. Thanks, Rob. I always appreciate hearing from you at the end of this podcast. And what's another beautiful thing about your announcement of the Ivory Comics website. There's always a link to the Magic Highway podcast, so you never miss an episode. And I hope that you enjoyed my lovely soliloquy of what I would do uh, if I was on the Jungle Cruise uh, for memory. But that is just an experience of the writing that I have for, you know, savages. What? (laughs) So please always visit the website. You won't miss an episode of this awesome podcast, the jokes, the action, the social commentary. It's all there, the whole package. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm right there, Eli Jivey. As long as you're a real person, how you doing? Come on in. As long as you are a bato, I can't talk to you. I just I just can't do it. You bad for me. No arigato, Mr. Bato. No Bato. Get out to. Man, that's bodist. I, I ain't woke enough to accept bots because they keep calling me on a different phone number. You don't understand. They rig up your phone bill. They do days to you. They like the gremlins, but you don't see them. Yeah, that's right. I woke. Tech woke. You understand? Tech woke. Know how I come. So, I, do, can, do you have a link to your Jungle Cruise fan fiction that you can <laughs> give the listeners where Don Savage or Skipper Don Savage, Savage Skipper Savage takes them through the jungle and dodges like uh, Trader Paulette and somebody, you know? I, yes, I mean, look, this, I guess it's always a thing of like, um, I am always invigorated whenever I listen to an episode, whatever I do an episode, like imagination-wise. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm going to have to write out that script precisely. You you are the Ebony Clark of the Magic Hour Podcast. I am. I surely am. I'll be a monkey in that episode. There you go. I will make you whatever you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Who do you want to be today? I want to be, be a monkey already with volunteered boots. what he wants to be. I want to be a be monkey, monkey with boots. You'll be a sexy monkey. And a map. Kevin. Oh. I'll do that for you. <laughs> the map? You want to be the map too? I, I want a monkey with boots and a map. Boots and a map. Yeah, give me it all. You already the treasure. You don't need a map that leads to it. I'm the map. That's right. I'm the map and boots. I'm the map. I'm the and map. I, want a, I, want a, I want a bandana so I can. You want a bandana? You got? Yeah, I want all the care. I want all the powers. Mm, we gotta, I got to get all this written down. <laughs> yes. yeah. but you know, more importantly, I want to be a monkey. It, it, right, savages. Uh, savages issue three. Bam. Savage monkey. Savage monkey. It's like Savage Garden, but different. <laughs> <laughs> Savage monkey garden. That's right. There you, there you go. Now you can name the episode. Episode or uh, uh, issue three. I like whatever. Like. Every this is the garden. stuff that would make me rich and I will bring it right back maybe, into maybe the podcast. Maybe you can get Matt uh, to advertise 
advertise, I should say, your, uh, <laughs> Rand your, your website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, the map, map. Oh, yeah. the map. The actual map. Let's bring oh, it back. look. Eli's selling comics. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> There's Geisha. <laughs> Savages. <laughs> Molly be damned. What do you think? <laughs> say it with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Boom. Wow. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, you can check out the Project Geisha on the Facebook page. You know you know that. You've heard this before. And uh, Instagram right there, posting up hearts and likes and all that good stuff. Uh, EIV504, and of course, on Twitter, I can find a head cocktail 166. So if you want to be a monkey with a map of boots, I'll just do what I can to make that happen for you. Just call you Dora. Tell me Dora. <laughs> Let's explore. Call me Dora. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, guys, look, if you want to book a vacation so you can see how flexible Disney's going to be with their new look, you can book it with Lee. Lee, tell them how to do this. Yeah, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-WOKE-BUT-BROKE. 832-WK-B-U-T-B-R-K. Go back to sleep, dude. You can email me at lee at magicourway.com. Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Instagram, you got a friend in Lee travel. And now on TikTok, you got a friend in Lee. If you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Hasselvika! Lee, I'm still waiting for you to do a TikTok dance, man. When are you going to do that? Keep waiting, buddy. Are you gonna do the, <laughs> I want you to do the red light thing that people that yeah. people have been doing. Oh, man. I'm not in any kind of shape to do that. What? One. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're in that you, kind of shape. What do you post out there where you, they change your voice to auto-tune and all that hey, stuff? Hey, wait. When you come into town, can we be on your TikTok? Can we Can we? Yeah, floss? 100%. We'll do something. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. That'd be his first video. Like, Lee's going to floss. And next thing you know, he pulls out like a... Tube of dental floss. <laughs> yeah, it actually floss. Yeah. yeah, it actually flosses. You know, yeah. Eli can do the flock yes. thing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all do the flock thing. We'll yeah. figure it out. We do it in the back like the pips. He's Gladys Knight. Yeah. I get it. He's Gladys Knight. Yeah. That's funny. Think about what y'all want to do. We'll put it on TikTok. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Look, in addition, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicourway.com. Any way you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second. Thank you for being a loyal listener. And we love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome to the Magic Hour Podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, Wiggins, ladies and gentlemen, we say Kwaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out! I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with Woke tacos. ass waffles. Hey, it's Lee from the Magic Hour Podcast, and when I'm not stuffing tacos down my throat, I'm listening to the Mad Hatter Radio. Adios, amigos.